thermal sound wave, wave, thermal sound wave, wave, thermal sound wave, wave. You're listening to one of the hottest radio shows in the Tri-State area. Now for my next number. I'd like to return to the classics. Thermal sound waves, a natural alternative to fast food radio. We got a lot of things to get to, a lot of people on the show tonight. Of course, of course, of course. Call us up, 212-491-4685. Email us, thermalsoundwaves at gmail.com. Hit us up, of course, on the podcast, thermalsoundwaves.podomatic.com. And see, that's on 24 hours a day, right? All day, every day, whenever you want it. That's, That's how it goes down there, man, for real, for real. A little bit later on, actually in a few moments... I'm going to let everybody you know how Thermal Sound Waves is like Donovan McNabb. going to make a little comparison. Uh, We're going to get you know into what? some things. We'll talk about that in a minute. We're going to get I knew going to get into that. I knew. We the willing, led by the annoying, are doing the impossible for the ungrateful. We have done so much for so long with so little that we are now qualified to do anything with, 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 with. Say what? I can't hear you. All right, everybody over here, clap your hands. Everybody on this side, clap your hands. Everybody in the front, clap your hands. Everybody behind me, clap your hands. Come on now. Say what? Everybody over here. Everybody over there. Everybody right there. Here we go. I'm a 
Got a special, special, special dude on. I feel like it's a show right, right now. Who's who's? He, he's an icon, and you know we have a lot of them on the show. So I feel like it's a show right now. Yes, indeed. Thermal sound waves. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's going on? You're on live. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's C Truth here, Kev Lawrence, and we we talking to who? Who we talking? Who we talking to? to? This is Dougie Fresh, my brother. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Dougie Fresh, the show. Oh man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The greatest entertainer. Just keeping it alive, brother. Keeping it alive. <laughs> yeah, let's let's definitely, go. They got to clap up for man. It's, it's the show. The show's yes. on right now. Thermal Soundways Radio. 
I think I want to cry in the dark. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. But before all that, let's get to the important issue that you wanted to address, which is why you actually checked into the show. Yeah. Um, First of all, um, I want to shout out everybody that's listening and uh, tell them, you know, much love, much Happy New Year. You know what I'm saying? Oh nine, we call it old grind. Because we're gonna <laughs> keep on moving and do what we gotta do. Yes, sir. And on and on that note, on Thursday, January fifteenth, I'm doing an event with Terry Williams and it's called Healing Start with Us. And it's a campaign, you know, that uh that, that I'm doing with uh, you know, my man Xavier artist and you know, a lot of different people, Al Sharpton, and a lot of players are coming through wow, you know, to make this thing happen. And uh, it's basically to talk about depression in the black community. You know what I mean? Depression in regards to all of the inner struggles that people go through on a day-to-day uh, basis that they never get to talk about. So Terry wrote a book, and the book that she wrote deals with that, you know, that part of life. And she's going to get up there and she's going to talk and we're going to do, I'm hosting the show. We, you know, we perform and we have, you know, we're going to bring the spirits up, but at the same time confront some of the things that, you know, make everybody go through depressions, you know what I'm saying? And it's going to be a whole line of, uh, you know, different people that's going to be coming through to participate. And I think it's going to be a great situation, you know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's, it's something that I thought about, you know, being involved with because just the way the way things have been going in the black community, you know, we there's a lot of hidden depression that nobody ever talks about. You know what I'm saying? What do you feel that some of the hidden depressions are within the black and Latino community? Well, I think that is just, you know, a lot of different inner struggles. I mean, just from, you know, the... the the inner struggles of, you know, you out here, you're trying to get your job, you know, you can't, you know, your education things, or, you know, family issues, children, you know, uh, you know, handling day-to-day life in itself, you know, it's just a, it's just a rough time. So based on it being like that, you know, I felt like, you know, you know, Terry wrote a book about it, so I was supporting her. And the way that she broke it down, like, you know, she's basically an expert on it. She told me she went through depression and different things that happened. And I found it fascinating. You know what I mean? I've seen her in Jamaica do a speaking engagement. And she she had people in there, you know, expressing things about themselves that from the outer, you would never see it. You know, you would never know that that person would feel that way. But once she started talking and letting them talk and everybody sharing just turned into something that I think really opened up a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of pain. People got to release a lot of pain. And this thing here is at the Symphony Space, you know, over there on 95th and Broadway. In New York know, City. In New York City. And it's going to be on the 15th. And, um, you know, it's going to be a good thing. You know what I mean? The tickets, all of the money is, you know, it's a donation because it's going to, I mean, the money that's paid to go in is, you know, it's going towards you know, a big campaign that she's doing across the country and other black communities to give them more, you know, understanding and help in regards to relieving the pain, you know. Do you feel... Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say that, you know, and she got a yeah, and all of that. So I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, just everything, man, from, you know, black on black crime to 
suicide to, you know, all types of stuff. Do you think uh, within the black and Latino community that uh, most black and Latinos have a problem with expressing their depression to get help rather than, you know, uh, most people think just, let's say, white people in the white community go to a psychiatrist and have somebody talk to them and give them, you know, some type of therapy to help them get through it. Right. I agree. I mean, I think that, I think what you're saying is correct. I think that, uh, I think blacks and Hispanics do not go to see anybody and we kind of keep that thing balled up on the inside or when we're so used to living with, you know, suppression, you know what I mean? That, that depression comes with it and you don't even really know that you're depressed until you step outside of it and you get to look at it from a different point of view. Be like, wow, you know, I was walking around with a cloud over my head, you know what I mean? And I didn't even realize it, you know, and that's why a lot of times, you know, uh, a friend of mine, Minister Farrakhan, he said something that was really interesting to me a long time ago. You know, he said that, you know, you know, he think that we should work on, you know, our minds, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people go to the gym, you know, they want to go work out and do all of those things, which is great because being in good health is very important. But I think that there's a mental health that has to take place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I put a lot of time myself into my mental health. You know, I study Scientology, you know, and it's like different courses and books and stuff that you take on everyday life. Because when we grow up in the cities that we grew up in, you know, you go to school, you really don't get too much lessons on life courses, like like life lessons. You see what I'm saying? You right. got to go out here and go through life lessons, and then once you learn them, then you pass them on to your children. And if they get it, they get it, and sometimes they don't get it. And it's like this vicious little cycle, you know what I mean? Everybody want to, you know, drown their depression and other things, you know, other forms of getting high. I mean, getting high is really like one of the highest forms of, I guess, the way blacks and Hispanics deal with depression in the community. You know what I mean? Like, they be trying to just be away, like they physically here, but mentally they someplace else because they don't want to deal with the realities around them, you know? Right, definitely. We're here with Dougie Fresh, of course, the greatest entertainer. Yes. Came through with the show, the original human beatbox and all of that good stuff, of course, right here on Thermal Sound Waves, WHCR. I'm glad you brought up uh, Scientology because a lot of people are unaware of Scientology. And, you know, there's a lot of mysticism surrounding right. it and whatnot. And uh, we, we was out in L.A. last March and we, we, we passed by the uh, Scientology building right, right there on, on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, Hollywood. And right. What 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 are what are some of the actual tenets of, of Scientology? What what is it really about? Because we, we you know, we only hear about it through like Tom Cruise and, and John Tavolter and, and you know, stuff like that, but there's there's never really any breakdown of it. It's it's a lot of like, you know, nonsense, you know, surrounding it. Right. Especially well, through a connection through somebody that's relevant like you to people right. like us. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I got into Scientology because I used to date a girl named Miss Jones. And when we was together, we went and we went to uh, to one of the centers because Isaac Hayes told her about it because he was in the uh, radio station at the time. You know, he's he obviously passed away, but Isaac was like my main man. You know what I mean? So, I mean, we know him as Black Moses and the 
you know, in our communities and stuff like that. And he was just telling me a little bit about it. So I said, why not? Let me go take a look at it. You know what I mean? And one of the things that's that's a problem, I think, with us blacks and Hispanics, we have a tendency to really not want to take a look at nothing different. We like to continue on with the same traditions, which is okay. But there is always new technology. The same way now, you know, I was looking at the news the other day and on CNN, they had a, they had this guy, Will I Am, and they had like a. Um, yeah, no, you're They had him looking like Star Wars. What's that thing? Uh, that it was had? it was the hologram, hologram technology hologram. that they do now, where yeah, they are. Like, uh, you can be talking to somebody, and they'll put you in a hologram, or they'll videotape you, but with computer graphics, it'll actually be like you're in studio with them, but you're not. And like beating up Scotty. Is that crazy or what? Yeah, that that was the no, first time they did no, also. Right. Now, when we was younger, we used to watch that on Star Trek. We used to watch that on Star Wars and stuff like that. So technology has improved over the years. Now, you, when something happens, it's on the other side of the world in seconds. Not even minutes, in seconds. YouTube. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we living in a world that's constantly evolving from a tech, from a technological point of view. And at the same time, I think spiritually you can evolve just as well. And sometimes there's different point of views and different philosophies that can be incorporated in whatever it is that you're doing on a regular basis. For example, if you're a Christian, if you're Jehovah's Witness, whatever you're doing, that is your personal choice of religious belief that you have and you should have the power of choice you know what i'm saying but scientology is one of the things that attracted me to it is that it's non-denominational and the other thing that attracted me to it is that they dealt with like different basic courses and courses that i think could be very valuable to people in their everyday life like a course on communication to increase your ability to communicate and you might have a guy who's real good at something but he may not really communicate that well and if he increases his communication he'll go through the roof because now you know everybody was misunderstanding who he really is but now they get to see who he really is so now his communication went up and now he's making more paper or his, or his life is a lot different because he had a an issue where he was not really communicating that well. Or it could be a situation where, you know, being a parent, you know, you really don't understand how to be a parent until you become a parent. And then even then, you still don't know how to become, you still don't know how to be a parent all the way. You make a lot of little mistakes. You're trying to do the right thing, all these different things. So sometimes it's basic information that you can have a conversation with, with yourself that can help you on your journey in life. And sometimes if there's nobody to give you that conversation, you're just going to go on your own sense. And sometimes going on your own sense may not be sensible. You know, you, I mean, when we was younger and we was going to school and Cass was trying to evict you, you thought that going to school <laughs> with your gun was the way to move. Because you knew when you was going <laughs> from home to Brooklyn, am I, am I keeping it real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're oh, about. Yeah. When, when you was Shout going from home to Brooklyn, high school. hey, when Juvenile you was going from is it real? When you was going from Harlem to Brooklyn, you know there was going to be a problem. But nobody, but nobody outside of New York City can really understand that. They don't understand the pressure of going through all five boroughs. I remember one time I was in an MC contest in Queens, and I won the MC contest. DMC and all of them, they was just coming up, and they was in the, they was there watching the contest. Man, when I won the contest, the cast chased us. 
to the train station because I'm from Harlem. <laughs> they jumped out the car with bats and chains and whatnot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I jumped on the tracks. <laughs> Yo, the Alice crew was really live and, and yeah. direct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I jumped on the track and ran to the other side to make sure that I catch the train. Because <laughs> I, I knew that I, I didn't even think Queens had it in them, but they pulled me wrong that night. <laughs> Yo, you, know yo, yo, you would yo. never hear that from Dougie Fresh oh, unless, unless there was you was here. Like this is what I'm talking about. Did we you talk about one thing and now we got you talking talk. about this. this is real talk about. Yo, Doug, did you have the curl back then? With, the curly flat top. Money, money, I had the curl. <laughs> I just now. I with the, the belly shoes. Was nice and short. It was nice and short. It was dry though. It was a dry one though. You know what I mean? Because Teddy Riley put me up on the road trying to do it. You know what I mean? Because he was like my personal stylist in his own way. Yeah, so, yeah. I basically jumped on the tracks. As a matter of fact, I don't Rebo. even think I had the curl in. I don't even, I didn't even have the curl in. Come on, dog. Yo, come on. You know you had the curl, dog. Don't nah, lie. You had the curl, son. You went to curl. Truman High School, so you had a curl. That's the high nah, school. No, 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 no. My manager went to Truman High School. <laughs> Dennis so, Bell was the manager of, of the music school of the music program in Truman. But I was <laughs> I went to like three or four different high schools. I went to Charles M. Hughes. I went to uh Richmond, I went to Martin Luther King, and I went to Park East. Wow. So so let me yeah, ask you something. When, when, I, was, when, I was going through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. You, when you jumped the tracks, did you have on Bally shoes or Trevor Fox? Money, when I jumped the track, I had on the, uh, I don't know if you remember these joints, but they was like, uh, they was like, they was like hush puppies, but they was <laughs> like the... It was like the suede joints that you used to wear with the leaves. And I remember jumping on the on the track, and I remember putting a big ass hole in my leaves when I was when I was when I jumped up on the thing, and I put a hole there. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna tell, tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I went to my man. I went to my man Chillwell's house the other day, and I seen the trophy in his house that we won out there because I told him to take the trophy. You know what I'm saying? But my point <laughs> is, man, is that nobody understands the struggle of when you coming up and they don't know what you're going through. So sometimes in people's lives, they be having a lot of different inner problems, man, and they can't really say it to nobody. Some people don't express these things that I'm saying. Some people keep it boiled up inside of them. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. Definitely, definitely. We're here with Dougie Fresh on Thermal Sound Waves. Hey. Uh, a cu- couple quick questions. The, sure did you not. come up with the dance? You know the, the dance where you know where you put put your, your your hand over your head like slick w- back. Was that to like kind of keep the curls intact? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, you know. I mean, I had to fade with the curls and all of that. But I mean, I went over the head once I seen it. You know, it was kind of like I guess the way you know the way I discovered the beatbox is the same way the dance got discovered. It's like I just did it as a uh, as I was playing around and I was just having fun. And when I was having fun, people just was like, you know, they started Spin mimicking around. the dance. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know, know, I mean, the rappers wasn't dancing at the time. You know what I mean? Everybody was walking back and forth. Nobody B-boy. was dancing. Yeah, I wasn't a b-boy. I was a Harlem cat. I used to shop at A.J. Lester's. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, wow. I knew about the, you know, the 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 ballys before the ballys. You know, I was wearing Geoffrey Bean. Before Geoffrey Bean, I was wearing the British Walkers you know, the Playboys, wow. you know, I was really into the game of just, you know, really showing the lifestyle of Harlem from the mock necks to the leaves to the to the ice cubes to the overlaps to the, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just talking, 
if you really understand old school flavor. I mean, I'm talking before the chains, before all that, before when you just was really rocking, before Run the MC yeah. wore the brim and the brim was still hot and everybody wore the Godfather hat and it was really a signature that you would wear with the uh, lambskin quarterfield. My brother used to dress like that. So because he dressed so well, he put so much pressure on me that when I came into the hip-hop game, I took all of that that I learned from him and I just basically added that to it. And then, you know, we used to dance at parties. I never was the dude to stand on the wall. I used to dance, you know, I used to be at Harlem World. A friend of mine named Larry Love. He was an incredible electric boogie guy, yeah. you know, supreme. You know, so I was in there and I used to watch these guys dance. And it looked like the guys that danced was the guys that got the girls. You know what I mean? So I started dancing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see guys and girls yeah. dancing. Hey, that's what it was, baby. You know what I mean? And then I started dancing and, you know, having a good time. And that's really what it was all about, man. I mean, hip-hop is about celebration. It's about, you know, sharing and enjoying enjoying that moment in time. Exactly. You know? And the good thing is you brought that into your music. That's what it was. Because, I mean, I learned from the masters. I learned from Melly Mel. I learned from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I learned from Lovebug Starsky, Busy B, Spoonie G. Spoonie you know, I used G. to watch Spoonie G walk home every day and, and just say, man, I wish I could get a shot to be like him. You know, the Treacherous Three. So there was a lot of integrity in the way that I learned hip-hop. You know, I was on the side of the stage when the Cold Crush Brothers was, in battle, was battling. You know, I was there when Modi and Busy B battled. Fantastic. You know, when they had the tuxedos on, you know, I mean, I've seen things in hip-hop that I think people will never see again. So I learned it in a way that it makes me have no choice but to do it the way I do it. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Definitely. It's kind of like learning. If this was martial arts, it's kind of like learning from the Shaolin masters. Yes, indeed. With the curly flat tops. Exactly. <laughs> Thermal with sideways. The, with the ball head with a little bit of curl. In the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I got to give you a shout out because, Daddy. you know, Paid in Full, the movie came on the other day. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's always it's always a smile on my face, you know, being a Bronx dude. And, of course, see Brooklyn, but we do this show in Harlem. Right, uh, but right. We're rich of the world. So it, it's, it's kind of a thing, man. I want, wanted to ask you. How was your feeling during those times? When you see the movie Paid in Full, how does that make you feel? I mean, well, you know, when I see Paid in Full, I mean, I knew Rich Porter. I mean, you know, he was talking to a girl, and I was talking to her sister. You know what I'm saying? I knew Alpo. He was talking to a friend of, uh, a friend of my girl at the time. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I knew them, and I knew those guys well. And, I mean, it's unfortunate what happened with them, but that was the business and the lifestyle that they chose to, to live. But as people, they were always cool with me. And they used to come to my shows, and we used to talk, but I never really hung out with them. You know what I mean? Because that's not really how I was really brought up. I was brought up around a lot of those, a lot of guys that did their thing. But, you know, I, I used to be around the guys before Rich Porter and Alpo, which was the PC crew. And people like that, you know what I mean? That was like right one step beyond, I guess, Nicky Barnes and all those guys who, as a kid, I used to watch them. But I was never interested in the light, in the street lifestyle. You know what I mean? It never impressed me. I was always more so. Me and Alpo, I would do an event for him, and I wouldn't even ask for no money. I'd be like, yo, you hold that, man. We good. 
You know what I mean? Because we was cool. And that's really what it was about. It wasn't about no more than that. And it was always about the performance and the celebration when we was up at rooftop. We would put together really good shows, pack it out, make sure nobody got shot. That was real important to me, you know, that people didn't get hurt. You know, I mean, not just me making money. It was about the people not getting hurt. And actually, just for a little hip-hop history for you, in that movie, Paid in Full, the guy that's bringing me on stage is L.A. Sunshine from The Treacherous Three. Wow. And I put him in the movie because that's my man. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Absolutely, definitely. And speaking of making money, fast forward to now 2009. Sure. And, you know, you're definitely on your entrepreneurial thing. You know what I mean? You, you got your properties and stuff like that. And right. none, none, of your, none of your things is in foreclosure, right? Because there, there's, like, new stories going yeah. around that, you know what I mean, yeah. that some yeah. of the buildings was in foreclosure. So clear that up, please. Well, a lot, of, a lot of stuff I can't really talk about because of a legal situation that I can't get into. Okay. But, but I can only tell you this with the utmost honesty, that everything is okay and everything is good. And if it wasn't good, then I'd be the first to tell you. And I'm not 46 years old, <laughs> like they wrote. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think that it was a lot of misinterpretations, things, and stuff like that. And I, you know, and, and I want to say more about it, but I know that there'll be a time when I can address it and I can say it correctly, because if I say something, it'll cause something else to occur. Right. And this is probably the first time I've talked to anybody since well, that has happened. Radio. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? That. This is like the first time I did it. But I can tell you this with the utmost honesty that the restaurant is opening. It's a great restaurant. It's in the community. And I put yes. it there yeah. because I, I grew it. up in Harlem. And I wanted to put something like the way they had Happy Days, they had Arnold's, you know what I mean? <laughs> you gave, you hey, gave back to home. Yes. Hey, this is what we got to do because you know what, man? I'm going to tell you, I don't know the restaurant business, but I knew that if I put something in Harlem, every kid that grew up, they used to watch. See, like this, when I grew up, I used to watch the drug dealers on the corner. And that's what made me come up with the song AOI because that's what they used to do when the cops was coming. They go, AO. And then the guy in the back would go, all right. So I took that concept and I put it on a record, but I made it like a party feeling, right? But now I grew up watching guys sell drugs on the corner, and they thought that that's all they can do. And some of those guys I gave jobs to afterwards doing demolition and things like that because these wow. are great dudes, you know what I mean? Like so You, gave, you I, gave jobs to people. I gave jobs to a lot of people in Harlem, like hundreds, you know what I mean? But But – you know, that's something that nobody would talk about. They wouldn't talk about, you know, about all of the different things that we do with the kids with this hip-hop strokes because based on the conversation of depression, so many people are having strokes at young ages. So many people, and, and strokes, a stroke is the number one disabilitating disease in the world. You know what I mean? When a person has a stroke, they normally do not recover. There was something that's going to be that way forever. The MC, Bree, so, MC Bree had a stroke before he passed, correct? Who? No, it was, it was another artist, I believe, that had a stroke. Nate Dogg had a stroke. Nate Dogg, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a, and, and, and a lot of artists are having strokes. I mean, I heard uh, this singer, um, Dave Hollister, wow. incredible voice. I yeah. heard he had a stroke on wow. stage. Wow. You know what I mean? Black Street. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm looking at it, and I'm saying to myself that, you know, all of that is because of depression. Stroke is in the brain. 
See, but we do we do things around the country, man. This guy, Doctor Williams, and we do it in Harlem and around the city, educating kids on how to see what a stroke looks like before it happens. Different things so that you could stop it and call nine one one. So we do a lot of that. We give jobs to the people in the community. So when I put this restaurant there, it's like I was saying with the drug dealers. When I grew up, I was watching the drug dealers on the corner, and I remember my friends who used, I used to rap with want to be like them. But I never wanted to be like them because I knew it really wasn't me. You see what I'm saying? Like I knew that wasn't the way I am. So now I'm looking at it, and I'm seeing kids see me. I'm still living in Harlem. I don't live in Beverly Hills. I stay right in Harlem. So now, since I'm here, kids be coming by. They know my sons. My sons go to school in Harlem. Square so when they off, see right? that, huh? Square off, correct? Square off. They rhyme. They do their shows. They Shots doing their them. music. Yes, we but had them. Other, we had oh, them on the show before. Yeah, we had them. Oh, that was on your show. Yeah, yeah and the DJ. Oh, okay. They've been there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, see shout out to Lisa Feldman. Well, see, my other two sons, my other two sons, they go to they they go to school at Rice and. You know, and they in Harlem, you know what I mean? We grew up here. But the restaurant is more of an inspiration yeah. for kids to know that you don't have to do this and do that. You can come into Harlem. You can open up a restaurant. You can open up a store. It's not impossible. You know, you hear about or you see that I got this house or that house, these buildings. You know, it's not impossible. I mean, when we was younger, you walked down the street, you would never think that you had the capabilities of owning, you know, a building like, you know, like a like a housing building, you know, like a tenement or, or you know, or you can own a project or something. So, you know, you got to keep that inspiration flowing, man. It's just like the Obama situation. It's deeper than him being just president, you know, of the United States. I mean, it's like even if he does wrong, the, the, the vibration has created something yeah. that will never die. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I'm into at this point in my career is that it's simple for me to do the simple things, but it's important to do those things that when I hit them, it creates a vibration. So across the country, it make everybody react, and they know they could do the same thing that I did. Because that's what we did in hip-hop. That's why it's a multi-billion dollar business. Because we did something that nobody thought could ever be possible. That's why you on the radio. That's why we all doing what we do. We finally, you know, we living our life in the way we live. And at the same time, we doing it without having to kind of compromise who we are. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. Definitely, definitely, Dougie Fresh. We we got somebody here who um, is also doing something in regards to hip-hop. And he wants, he wants to ask you a, a quick question. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Doug? This is Kenny Bookins from the official hip-hop trading cards. Hey, how you doing, my brother? Pretty good, pretty good. I met you, um, I don't know, last year, I think, at the Black Girls Rock over at um, Columbus Circle and let you know what I was going, what I had going on and just uh, wanted to welcome you to uh, join the TOHHTC and come on the board. Oh, thank you, man. And, I mean, I hope that your card uh, business go well. I mean, when I was young, I used to play baseball cards, man. I was the king. I used to take everybody baseball. Nah, nah, cards, nah you was so. the king. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Come on, just stick to the belly shoes hey, and, and, and the curly flat top nah, slip. Nah, man, the, fly the, baseball, green the baseball cards. You got to go to the beginning. The baseball cards. Tops, tops. Exactly. <laughs> Upper deck. Now it's the official hip hop trading cards. That's that's where go. it's at, and and you can trade and have your and your uh your card on there and slick Rick and everybody else. 
think that's a great concept, but I think that as long as it's set up correctly, you know what I mean, I think that it could be something a lot of kids uh a lot of kids would like, man. I think it would be collector's items, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it's gonna be. I mean, we covering all we're gonna make sure it's done right, like you said, we're gonna cover all the four elements, the break dance and I mean the B boy, the graffiti the MC, the DJ, and beyond. So we'll do all the labels. We'll do posse cuts and everything in between and, and stylists. And we got uh, Thermal Soundwave's got a card going yes, on. Yes, indeed. So it's, it's going to be it's worldwide, and we're going to bring it to the school. So it's going to have a um, we're going to have a um, part of the curriculum. So it's going to be a part of the education. It's going to be an education initiative and a non-sports trading card aficionados and the true hip-hop fans. Sound like you got it mapped out, my brother. Oh, it's mapped we, we out. We're going to slick our hair backs also <laughs> and spin around and jump in the air yeah. and keep riding to the well, top. Actually, well, actually, before you do that, I think you need to put all five elements. In hip-hop, there's five elements, not okay. four. Okay, well, the true four. The fifth element is the beatbox. Absolutely, ah. absolutely, yeah. I, I knew about that, but, you know, you know, the four core. The four and, core. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm the originator of that element. The and original it, human beatbox. In the world, see, you know see, 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 there's a there's a difference. See, see, when you rapping, there's a lot of rappers that came before rappers, and you could say they rapping. When you're dancing, you could say, okay, well, they dancing. When you graffiti, well, who was the first guy to do that? We're talking about DJing. You know, you go back and forth between Theodore Flash, Herc. There's a little controversy over that. But the beatbox, this is it. I'm the last stop. See what I mean? And that's what I mean by what I, what I mean by. You sometimes have to push the bar beyond where you think it should go because that's the only way something new comes about. You can't keep things the same and expect to 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 you know make things evolve or create a new a new dimension to something and you're doing the same thing. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like you got to take a chance. For sure. If you don't take a chance, you ain't you know the possibilities of you of you popping off. Ain't going to happen. So you taking a chance with the card is like, you know, when this happened, and if anybody come behind you, you'll be the first. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You'll be the originator of that. Yep. And then they got to follow behind you. That's exactly what we had in motion. That's why we call it the official. So nobody can come behind us. Anybody else, they can duplicate, but, you know. But they're, they're, there's duplicators, but there's the originators. Exactly. You got it. Exactly. exactly. And, then there's the, and then there's the perpetrators. In the perp- oh, yeah. There's plenty a lot of and, perpetrators. And, 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 then, and then you got the haters. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and you know the big difference is, Doug, is that we're going to make sure you get paper in your pro- in your pocket. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's the big thing. That just well, just well, a funny game. Well, hold on, Cable. <laughs> he can't talk about that for right now. What we'll do, we'll take his paper. Show how we do the Bronx way. Yeah, yeah. his paper. Oh, man. He can't go through that right And then, now. Doug, you take the train down to Brooklyn, then we take more of your paper. <laughs> and then we chase you home in Ballet Shoes. <laughs> right? hey, With hey, the fly I know, jeans I know, I know. I know, I know when it, I know what train not to take from now on. Though, you know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, Doug, let everybody know one. Well, your, your restaurant's open now, right? Now the restaurant is opening up this month. I mean, opening up a restaurant is very interesting because the way I am is that you know I've been a vegetarian for like twenty five years. Wow! So I'm opening up a restaurant that caters to the whole community, and when you're doing it, you have to do research. You have to get your health department yep. stuff straight. Oh, yeah. And you got to make sure that when you open, you stay open. So Absolutely. a lot of people was was anxious for me to open up, but I was just making sure that I get the right management team 
and everything together. So we're looking at the end of January, early February, Black History Month, you know, right after Obama is uh, sworn in as the first black president of the United States. I feel like, you know, uh, I'm going to jump off Dougie's Fresh Chicken and Waffles, Fish and Waffles, and have people come through and enjoy the food and enjoy the atmosphere and try to put something positive in the community, man. That's all my whole thing is hey, about. Hey, beautiful, hey beautiful. Dougie, is, is, are they free refills? Oh, yeah, free refills. Hey, but I control the cups, though. That's all. <laughs> now, uh, are you going to do, like, special dishes, like, like named after certain people? The like thermal sound like, waves yeah, dish? The, you know. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that, but I don't want to insult somebody. Like, I don't want to have a ham sandwich and call it the KRS-1. Oh, no. <laughs> I only get a two-piece, son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to have a beef burger and, and Common is mad at me because he's oh. like, yo, what happened, Dougie? Nah, you know like, what I mean? Common got to get his shirt game right. Then then he could talk. He's a little too, too tight with the shirts. Yeah, yeah, shirts right. is kind of tight. Trying so. to show off his muscles. That's but uh, this is Thermal Soundways Radio, WHCR 90.3. So, and where can they get information about the you know the Open Door event that's going on this Thursday? Um, well, the Open Door event this Thursday, I think that one of the ways that you can uh, kind of pull some information on it to me, because, I mean, you know, this is a celebration for Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. You know, this has really been thought out and really carefully planned. You know, um, they have a website that I believe that you can hit it on. I mean, you got the uh, Stay Strong Foundation, you know, Xavier Artists. And I'm trying to figure out, uh, well, there's one website that I know that that um, that I that I get a lot of hits on. It's called um, ri-citizen at gmail.com. You know, I mean, that's that's like a place that, you know, you get direct hits to the man who's running the whole thing. And it's ri.citizen, C-I-T-I-Z-E-N, at gmail.com, Gmail. And, you know, the brother, Xavier Artis, I mean, he does a lot of stuff in the community. He's a friend of mine. And, you know, look, man, see, this conversation is kind of like what... What, what we're talking about when we're talking about um, black depression, Hispanics and stuff like that is because now, you know, you get a chance to talk. You get a chance to say what's on your yeah. mind. And when you're able to say what's on your mind and you want to kick in and you're going through things, it's a good feeling. You know what I mean? On the other end, it's a good feeling. And some things are touchy. Some things people don't want to talk about. Sometimes people are embarrassed. It's all kinds of things. I tell you, I had a friend of mine who had uh, prostate cancer. And in the black community, that's a big thing. Yeah. And black people never want to talk about black men. Never oh, want yeah. to talk about prostate cancer. Oh, and it really? was taking us out back to back. And it was here in blacks and Hispanics and nobody else. And they don't so want to me, talk about a procedure about it because they feel embarrassed with the procedure and they might yeah, feel bro. like, you know, they're Man, that, Exactly. And that procedure is going to save your life. So, um... I just feel like, you know, we got to learn how to talk with each other. So at this place, the Symphony Space over there on Broadway, 95th Street, you know, on the 15th of this month, it's going to go down. They got tickets over there. Terry Williams is there. And her, and her background is incredible. She dealt with Eddie Murphy and Spike and a bunch of other artists. She's been dealing with them all her, all her life. She was a publicity agent, and then she started to do 
you know, this healing work in the community, you know what I mean? And I appreciate her for that, man. Definitely. And um, I appreciate y'all show for having me on here. And, we got to have you in the studio soon, too. To talk, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, you, well, you know, we in Harlem, so whenever you want to pass by, dog, you know, you're welcome here, man. Spread some nah, I appreciate it. Yes, and indeed. I appreciate y'all having my sons on there. That means a lot to me. That was like, early, you know, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, you know, I respect Elise and everything that she's about, as well as, you know, with my sons. I always try to make them do their own thing because I don't want to be over them trying to tell them every little thing to do because I know they're going to have to make mistakes, but I'm glad that I'm there to support them so they don't have to make some of the same mistakes that I've seen some of my other artists, friends have done, or things that I've done along the way. So, you know, I appreciate y'all giving them a shot to and also, get their name out there. Also about your kids, uh, it wasn't even about, you know, we're just the sons of Dougie Fresh and we're going to keep riding off that. They were their own people. And, exactly. Uh, and it was a good interview and, you know, Elise Feldman prepped, prepped them a lot, and she did a great job with them. She's with uh, DJ, uh, the DJ Fest. CMS. CMS, yeah. Yeah, But um, yeah. we got to have you in studio, too, but, you know, we'll make sure we get that. I know we still have the contact with you and all that. And yes. uh, we want to thank you for even coming out to let people know what's going on. Yeah, I appreciate it, man, and I, and, and I tell you no lie. Everything is good, and, I mean, you know, it's like this. I mean, you know, you'll see – You'll see how it all lands and how it all falls in, in, in place. Sometimes, you know, you can't say certain things because from a media perspective, you know, I've learned over the years that, and even from this situation, things can be taken out of context, misinterpreted, and twisted and turned into something that is not. So to avoid any kind of misinterpretations or creating any problems, because like I told you, you know, I'm cool with a lot of people but then at the same time, we all have enemies, you know what I mean? Yeah. Enemies, enemies that, that what I mean by that is that people who might, they don't like to see you do the right thing. They don't want to see you open up a restaurant in Harlem and kids are inspired. They just want to see you, you know, they want to they create a different impression so that they could destroy the good that you're trying to do. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So and it's real. It's not like a make believe thing that I'm talking about. It's the truth. So sometimes in order to counteract them, you have to be strategic in the way you deal with them. And sometimes it's, every conversation can't be said at the time you want to say it. Sometimes you got to learn how to hold your tongue and when the timing is right, everybody will hear exactly what they need to hear. Definitely, definitely. Well, once again, we appreciate you, Doug, and, and we're definitely going to be working with you some more, man, in 09. Thank you. And y'all take care, man, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Same to you, brother. All right, y'all. Take care, bro. All right, take care. Thermal sound waves, the natural alternative to fast food radio. Doug E. Fresh right there, of course, icon. AOC, I think, honestly, like, that that story about him having to jump over the train tracks and (laughs) getting a hole in his lead pants. We got got a lot of different exclusive things. I don't think people know stuff. Like, you won't, if you ask somebody, you won't be able to tell you that. That just came out. With the yeah. talk we had, because yeah, he's comfortable. Because we we well, he's we, we just talking. Where's he comfortable? We, we talking thermal sideways. That's how exactly, it is. You know, what I mean? he cleared up to think about the foreclosures on this property. Mm. You know what I mean? That's he the said, first time he spoke "This is the first time he spoke about that, and yeah. that is not true." But he can't really go into detail about what's going on because of some legal aspects that he was told not to talk about it. But yeah. it's definitely not true of what's been out there. So definitely, you need to see truth. 
Uh, absolutely. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Make people see the truth. Yeah. And we got to talk about Scientology. And my name's Kevin Lawrence. You know what I mean? This is Tony Radio. <laughs> we're going to have him on again, and we're going to get deeper into different areas. Because Dougie Fresh is one of those guests where we could do a whole show with just him alone. It's he, only he ha- if he's comfortable with you. He, he has that much information. Yeah, if he's comfortable <laughs> with you, there's a lot he'll, oh, he'll yeah. let you know. Definitely, definitely. It's Thermal Sound Waves. We got more hey. guests on the way. Of course, we got Ken Bookins here. We have uh, L.D. Soleil in the place as well, the socialite. We're going to find out how she's so social. Very and so also, social. She's so social, so social. <laughs> also, I'm going to let you know how Thermal Sound Waves is like Dominic McNatt. You know what I mean? I'm not an Eagles fan. Let me just make no, that clear. See, you know, I'm no, not an no, Eagles I'm fan. I'm going to cut you. Listen, okay? I like McNabb. I'm, because a lot of people hate McNabb. They try to blame no, him. No, I'm not, I'm not hating on him. Uh, no, I'm not hating on just, just in case you try to bash the Giants, I don't know if you try to bash the no, Giants. No, you'll you'll find out what I'm going to say. Right. So everybody, Go stay Steelers, tuned for that. Willie Cologne, everybody, stay tuned for that. It's Thermal Sound Waves, the natural alternative to fast food radio. Hey. More guests on the way. On the More way. surprises. Ah. This is how we get down, y'all. My feet hurt. WACR. That time, it's about that time to get paid. Get laid, cool in the shade, drink a little bit of lemonade. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what I want. Yo, I wanted this to be special, something more than any other feeling that you felt before. Pushing through the doors, I see girls having a good time. I might say a rhyme, old school, new school, no school rule. But other than that, everything is cool. I see guys and girls dancing, doing the new dances. That's a hit while I'm over here romancing. You ain't shit, it's no need to curse. Ask me who she is and let me tell you first. Slow down, be cool, and don't act ill. I came to have a good time, party, and chill with you. And don't worry, sweetheart, I'm still with you. And after we leave, we will continue with our plans. But plans are made to be broken, smoking. I'm not joking. Try to diss me and I'll give you a token. Cause I'm the type of brother that can't be stopped And no matter what, I'm gonna Keep, 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 keep rising to the cup While my mind say Give it all you got, give it all you got Come on Yeah, come on Give it all you got, give it all you got You know what, huh Cause we're the Get Fresh crew Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Yo, yeah. yeah Now the music is bumping Good atmosphere Tremble and Barry They must have beat me here There In the booth Which is all soundproof Playing dope jams To rock over Mike shouted out, we got the Get Fresh Crew stars in the house. And as the crowd started breaking, I didn't reply, because the only stars I know was in the sky. So we continue through the venue, didn't pretend to be nothing but Dougie. As a brother extended out his hand to me and asked me, would I rock the microphone? I just gave him a pound and I said, Shalom. Sharp as a heart played by a musician. My body tone is like a throne when Calvin Klein, obsession, cologne, etc. Etc. In a cashmere sweater, I'm in a Cherokee, chills in an Audi, and Barry B is riding with me. You see, we're the type of brothers that can't be stopped, and no matter what, we're gonna. While my mind say, Come on, it ain't, it ain't. Now let the beat try, pump it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 